0: Time Welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Hoop podcast. Sure. Second round play hops. Got off to a uh, start today. King, what is going on with you, my guy? Before we we'll get going, what's good? Man, doing good, man.
1: Those games, those games was fun. They were
0: fun today, man. Man, we got a couple series I kicked off, a couple others to to talk about. But let's start what actually went down today. Today's morning game, we had the Milwaukee Bucks taking out the Celtics in game one, 101-89. to 89. Man, a lot went on this game. A lot went on this game. I'm going to let you rock first. Um, my initial takeaway is – the Celtics are in trouble. You get a yep. Giannis game that he doesn't really shoot well. You hit 18 threes, and you still lose by double digits. Uh, that is a little bit scary to me on, on the Celtics side. But uh, go ahead, and tell me what you thought of this game, then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, um, same thing. They, they're in trouble. They're, they're in a big trouble. Um, Giannis had the, didn't have a good game scoring-wise. Uh, wasn't efficient at all. Missed a lot of layups. Uh, missed free throws. The Celtics hit what 18, 19
0: threes. 18 for 50, 36% around league 18,
1: average. Eight, 18 threes, and you get dominated. Yeah. Like that's not good. Because and I told somebody, and I, I think I didn't tell somebody, I tweeted it. I said, the Bucks are not doing anything special. That, that, that's the problem. It's like they're not, they didn't, they didn't play out of their mind. Mm. They didn't hit a bunch of threes. They didn't um, you know, Johns didn't go for 50. You know, what I mean, Brooke or uh, Portis didn't score for 20 plus. I mean, Drew had 25. He played good. But I mean, Drew's going to give you he's capable enough to give you a, a few of those type of games. Um, but honestly, outside of Drew giving 25, even then, that's something that we've seen Drew do multiple times before. Like they didn't do anything special. And they just played their game, which was that drop. John's help side. Bobby Portis crashed the boards, rebound, get physical, uh, hit his open threes. Grayson hit the open threes. That was there. Try and beat guys out the dribble to create in a half court, uh, and just you know um, live with the bigs. Horford shooting threes. He made he took like how much he took like seven eight
0: take nine four I for nine, nine. yeah game. nine they're gonna
1: live, live the with the live with man live with him live with him <laughs> making it get the ball at Tatum's hand and Jalen Brown's hand and make the bigs hit the three make Marcus Smart hit open threes. It, it was just a simple game plan they executed and they dominated. They basically said we're better than you. We have a game plan that says we're better than you, and we're going to execute this game plan. And there's nothing you can do about it, and there was nothing they could do about it because the people, the the players, that everyone kept saying, oh, they played a bad game, they play a bad game. But you know what? You know why they played a bad game? Because they were only hunting two types of shots. The three-point shot, which the Bucks were running them off, trying, forcing them off the line most of the game, and then the uh, at the rim shots where you had Brooke Lopez or Giannis coming to help side every single time to uh, block and even poor and Portis is there. He's big and he just goes straight up and he, he still has enough length to bother you on the, on the inside shot. So you know where you need to go get your shot from. You need to go get from the in-between. We talk about these two being three level scorers. Well, they need to get busy from the second level because they weren't getting busy from the second level. And yeah, that's okay, why so, they were struggling.
0: Yeah. Just to your point, Tatum zero mid range attempts in this game. Yep. Javen Brown, uh, one mid range attempt this game. So, to your point, they didn't even try.
1: Yeah, I know. I watched <laughs> it, I seen it. They weren't even trying, they weren't even trying to get them up. So, I mean, if you're gonna play like that, you're not gonna stand a chance against the Bucs at all. Like, at all, you have to hit mid range against the Bucs. They're the perfect analytics team on defense where they're gonna run you off the three point line for your three point shooters. They're going to fund you into the bigs. And they're going to make your worst three-point shooters, which are usually your big men, take those threes. That's how they play. They play analytics uh, hoop on defense. They have the personnel to execute at the highest level. And you have to be able to to take the analytics breaker, which is the in-between shot, which is the mid-range shot. And you have to be able to hit those consistently every single game. That's the only way you're going to beat the Bucs. So if you can't do that, then your team is going home. And they're going home very early. So that's just what it is.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this right before we recorded. I was like, you know, KD gave these guys a lot of trouble last year because he was hunting that mid range, <laughs> living in that mm-hmm. mid range. So you know, he kind of breaking what they do defensively. But yeah, you, know, you just got to get. Uh, we talked before, also. I said they got to find a way to get more consistent, more in pace, play more in pace, and get easier baskets. And you allude to why that doesn't happen because they're so you know uh, they, they like to play at a slower pace. Yep. So they don't even, you know, like to play that fast, but they got to find no. easier baskets. That's all it comes down to. And then when they play small, I gotta give Bud credit. They play small, they try to go small, make it a speed game. I think Bud spams that uh, Bobby Porter's post up on Jalen Brown yep. like, three or four times and he got a bucket or they had the double and they got a wide open three. Yep. So if they play small, you know, I like Jalen Brown, but he, he cannot guard Bobby Porters on the block. That's, well, just, that's the that's not a that's not a recipe for success for the Celtics. That's,
1: that's the evolution of Coach Buck because he wasn't doing that three years. Right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: This was off last year. He saw what uh, Bobby and Brooke was able to do when Giannis was out. He saw what they were doing the low block. And this year he said, you know what, we don't have militant, screw it. We're gonna play all our bigs. <laughs> you know what I mean? We want to go small. Okay, we're not gonna change our size. We have guys who can move, we have guys who can defend and we have guys who can space the floor, if you want to go small, we'll give it to our guys on the on the low block, and they're going to eat on you. And that's what somebody made a great point, because I brought up the Rudy point, and I said, see how Brooke Lopez looks when he has guys who can defend with him. They brought up two good points. One, Brooke Lopez makes a fraction of the price that Rudy Gobert makes. <laughs> two, Brooke Lopez on small ball will actually make small ball pay because he yeah. can score the block, he can yeah. shoot the three, he can shoot the mid-range. He's very versatile on offense. So if you're going small on them, don't think you're not going to pay for that. Because not only can they hit you in the low block that you saw, it, they get offensive rebounds, too, because they, they they bored. So, I mean, the Celtics are in hell. Like, that's all I have to say. I, I watched that game, bro, and, and from a personnel standpoint, I'm like, bro, they're in trouble because they can't counter going fast because not only do they not play fast, they don't have the personnel to play fast. Like, they don't have the playmakers to be able to play up-tempo. And number two, they don't have the playmakers in the half court to be able to, to you know – uh, read, make reads in terms yeah. of beating uh, the defense, finding the uh, the zones and the pockets to be able to make certain passes or make certain reads, be able to get guys in their spots. They don't have the playmaker for that. They've been missing a point guard for years. They never addressed that situation. Their only solution is to do what KD was doing and just hunt the mid-range <laughs> and just shoot it all damn day and keep hoping it goes in. Like, that's literally the only counter they have on offense. Go to the mid-range shoot the mid-range, and just keep praying that you make them when you take them. Like That's really all they can do from a from a, a schematic standpoint to open up the defense. If they start hitting that mid-range, then you're going to see better driving lanes. You're going to see better three-point uh, uh, looks because you're going to get more space. So when you start hitting those mid-range, you're going to open up your offense. But until they do that, they are in trouble. 18 threes, and you get destroyed, dominated. Giants played horrible, you made 18 threes, and you get dominated. I don't
0: even know what they could do outside of hitting mid-range shots. I really yeah, can't tell you. yeah. Um, I, I think so. I, I'm still going to stick with Milwaukee in six, even though today, you know, it was disheartening for if you're a Celtics fan. I think, but you got to say, I, I do think Tatum has a couple big games in this. You know, he's going to yeah, have a course. game where he makes makes everything. <clears throat> Jalen Brown is the one I'm worried about because the turnovers have been there all playoffs. Even against the Nets, they were there, and he has seven more today. Just the decision maker hasn't been great. You know all playoffs. You know, he's had stretches where he's been great. You know he closed a lot. He closed a couple of those games against the Nets, but I'm a little concerned about him. But he only had 12. I think he plays better. Um, they just they can't do anything with Giannis. So the Bucks won by 12, but in the Giannis minutes, Giannis was plus 23 today. Just when he's on on the floor, they just don't have an answer. Either you leave him on an island, uh, and I thought Horford battled his behind off today. Horford made him tough. He gets down here transition. You have to help or lay up and you're just hemorrhaging open threes all day. All and, day long. And they, and they made him pay. I mean, the cold part is you can not even say the Bucks weren't even hot. It's 12 for 35. They, they were less efficient for three than the Celtics were. And you still lost just because of the of the the quality of looks. And like you said, the rebounds is just uh yeah, I guess that's that's disheartening. So let's talk about Giannis as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. because I don't think he has a game like this two years ago. I don't think he's even capable of a game like this two years ago, but he made a lot of really good reads, you know, finding the guy after the rotation guys, finding the guys on skip passes, yeah. making the right reads when guys came on uh, post-help. I just really feel like uh, he's just made advancements as a playmaker that's just made him just almost unstoppable at this point. Ooh, man.
1: He's seeing the floor, man. Yeah, that's. Seeing the floor, he's he's anticipating the help. He's making a hockey assist. man. A shout out to the um, shout out to also shout out to Portis too passing. He's doing a great job too when he's getting the ball. They're doubling. He's he's passing it out too. They they they're, the Bucks front court man is so versatile. That's why I picked them to start the year to go back to back. That that front court is just so versatile. I've been seeing Portis's praises. For years, people are seeing it more and more every single, every single year now. And then, you know, I was a I was a guy who was heavy in terms of criticizing Brooke. I had to swallow that, you know, <laughs> swallow that, uh, take take that humble pie on that one, man. Like these guys are versatile, man. And and Giannis is just, man, he his game has opened up, bro. He's he's making, he's playing high IQ ball with playmaking. It's you know, it's not, it's again, it's not, it's not pretty in the sense that he doesn't have the ball skills to make you know, flashy passes, like a, a, a Magic or even a Bron, you know, Brian, you know, gives you some of those crazy, you know, no-lookers, you know what I mean, and some type of adding some sauce to his pass. You know, Giannis is not going to do that, but you know what he will do? He'll make the right read, and he'll get the ball where it needs to go in <laughs> manner, in an effective manner, and that's on A, and that's still the same production, you know what I mean? If you do it right, it's still the same production. So he was diming them up on, on the help. And, you know, people keep talking about, oh, you can just build the wall. You can't build the wall. There's a reason teams don't do that no more because he's too good passing now. He's too good passing. He also has better footwork. You saw, him, right? The pull up midi, yeah.
0: you saw
1: him, right? The back, the back him down, scan the floor. Remember how I used to complain to you about why doesn't they just post up Giannis so they can mm. stop building that wall? Because then he could just be easily just pick guys apart when the double cuffs. Well, guess what? They're doing that. He's using his footwork, he's using his vision, and he's picking dudes apart. Like, this is why they don't build the wall no more. That worked two years. It, like it was like when Coach Pop did the zone on Brown. Like, yeah, it worked when you couldn't shoot in 20, 20, uh, 2007. But in 2012, right. 2013, guess what? You can shoot now. It don't work no more. You know what I mean? Like, you have you, you can't use the same stuff when a guy gets better. You know what I mean? And Giannis has gotten better. And it's bad, man. When he can have a game like this, he dominates you. Plus 23, his team dominates you. No middle team, bro. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. you know what? You know what's crazy? In, in the post-game interview, you trying to give him all this praise. He was irritated with how he played. Yeah. If you watch him in the post-game you know, he, he, he missed bunnies. He missed layups. His mind's Like, man, I played trash. Yeah, he was, he was, he was <laughs> irritated <laughs> with how he played. Um, we'll see. I mean, the Bucks. this is the first time. I, this is the first L for the, for the Celtics of the playoffs. We'll see how they respond. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I think, you know. Tatum's gonna go off. I don't think they're gonna get swept. Tatum's gonna go off. I just right. I'm comfortable yeah. with six, but if somebody lowered it down to five after what they saw today, I wouldn't be bad because you try to find things and hey, they could do that better, they can do that better. And it's just not much you can reach for when you consider how the stuff that the Bucks didn't do. And that, you know, that's ultimately what was the scary part. Moving on to the second game. Uh, Great one. Warriors, Grizzlies. Warriors still home court advantage from the outset, just like the Bucs did. Win by one. Really back and forth game all all the way through. Warriors feeling down by 13 early. Then Jordan Poole happened. Um, Man, I picked Memphis in seven. And I got to tell you, bro, I'm going to give you why. You can answer. I'm nervous about it even getting to seven because. You got Draymond thrown out early, 17 minutes. Curry and Clay combine and shoot 14-39. for 39. Jared Jackson and Ja for your end combined to hit 10 threes, and you lose. And I was disappointed with the Grizzlies because one of the reasons I picked them was they should dominate the glass. They lost it today, and the Warriors played the whole second half with four guards on the floor. They were getting they were getting beat on the glass as a much bigger team. By Andrew Wiggins, right? Yeah, and I got to get. I was just leaving that Wiggins was incredible. The, the, the box score was showing he played way bigger than his size today. He was incredible. He struggled. He struggled with Jared Jackson defending the post, but overall on the glass, uh, defending the rim when necessary when guys drove. He did his job. So I got to give Wiggins some credit there. He played really big and just. You know Jordan pulled. It's damn near uh, Maxby time. Dude, off this playoff <laughs> Go ahead, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that was a game I didn't get to catch. I caught some of the synopses. I caught some of the possessions afterwards, after the fact. I was, I was, I was, I was tuned into what folks were saying. I was watching some of the possessions, but from what I was seeing, from what I was hearing, from what I was looking at, it just seemed like you know, obviously John he had the better first step. You know they they let him test his threes a little bit. He felt more comfortable because they were, you know, they weren't trying to funnel him into the help because they didn't have the length that we did in, in Minnesota. So they were more so comfortable trying to let him take threes. Uh, he was better. He was more comfortable beating guys off the dribble like Kuminga. Uh, Kuminga doesn't have, you know, he's Kuminga's crazy athletic. but He doesn't have the foot speed to move laterally like we like we had. So he was, you know, John would say, oh, you can't guard me, but
0: uh, he was big on the glass today. Go ahead, but but, but, big yeah, but but
1: but today. but uh, you know. And I remember I talked with our guy Joseph about this. I remember <laughs> I had this conversation with him. I told him, and he used to always say it's not that big of a deal. But I told him, I said, bro, J- 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 Jaron Jackson Jr. not being able to rebound will be a problem. I-, I told him this early. Everybody complained about it. Everyone complained about it. But people were saying, oh, it's not that serious. You know, he's not. It's not that necessary to get a rebound stats. Well, you, you, when you go small. And you got to dominate the glass you expect you're your, your big to the rebound he can't really rebound this is what happens a smaller team out rebounds you and so that's your advantage that's one of your advantages gone another another issue that you had was that you know you it's still it's still it's still piss poor execution to half court. You know, I mean? you have Dylan, you have I was, whatever,
0: Dylan Bridge doing
1: whatever the hell he's doing, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Your IQ, that stuff. Like I said, you could get away when you were playing, you know, when, you was, when it was dumb and dumber, when you was playing, you know I mean? When it was Minnesota versus the Memphis, you could get away with that because you was playing dumber than, you know I mean? You was playing the dumber team, but when you're playing a championship team, a team with the pedigree of the Golden State, when you make mistakes, they get magnified. They get magnified a lot because it don't take much. All, you know, Clay, Clay hits two back-to-back threes. or hits two back-to-back threes. Or now in this era, instead of KD hitting it, you have Jordan Poole hitting back-to-back threes. All it takes, man, is two threes and then a, a nice fast break. Next thing you know, your double-digit lead is in single digits, and you're sweating. <laughs> you're sweating. You're wondering, oh, man. What the hell? I hope Curry doesn't wake up. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you start thinking about you Now you start thinking about it. Like, I hope Curry, Clay, they don't make up. Like Now you start overthinking. Now you start pressing this. But you can't give the Warriors multiple chances. They have to execute it. Unfortunately, emphasis is just not good at doing that in half court. So they're not very smart. They're not rebounding well. And like you said, this is what Draymond playing 17 minutes. When Draymond comes back, that job penetration is going to get even you know, it's less effective because you have the help side ability of Draymond Green. So it's going to be even less effective. And that Jordan Poole man, sh- I was really I was kind of, you know, I, I I thought he's a good player, star potential. But I didn't think he was a actual star type of player, man. He's, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> Doing man, this man. in the playoffs, high stakes. You can't. I. I. I can't even hate, bro. Like that's star. That's a star level player. That that, that looks like looks like it's on the way. That looks like a star level player that's on the way, man. Yeah, they're in trouble. Memphis is in trouble because that's <laughs> you have Draymond Green, superstar defender. Klay Thompson, he's, he's still all world when it comes to three and D. Uh, archetype. Obviously, Stephen Curry, you know what he is. All time great. And now you have this up and comer who's younger. And then they have a they have a young young length. Wiggins can get can get after it. Kaminga can get after it if when he's called upon. Ah oh, man, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They're in trouble, man. Uh, Memphis is in trouble uh, because they needed to win. I think they needed to win this game. Uh, you don't want to give Golden State the type of confidence they had they have now. Understand that we could play badly. We could lose our defensive anchor. And we can still win on the road. Right.
0: If, um, if I recall, you have Warriors in
1: six. Yeah, I did.
0: So you still, you still with that shorter, longer I'll, game?
1: I'll still stick to six because I still think Memphis matched up well enough that they can win the next game, and I think they'll possibly win a game five.
0: Okay. All right, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes, Manny. I'm just uh, – I'm a little disappointed. I think if you're Memphis, one thing you do hold on to is Desmond Bain, second-best three-point shooter in the NBA all season, one for five, did not play well. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, man, Dylan Brooks. I'm sorry. I, I got to harp on this one more time. I, I understand there are certain players you don't want to take away their confidence, as, uh, and I see, you know, Taylor Jenkins, because you need him on defense. He's one of your best defenders. He mucks the game up, makes star players have to really work. But, dude, you just – you can't take shots like that. It's just – it's not even the, the numbers. It's the timing of the shots. When he feels comfortable to early, like out the blue, he'll just take a pull-up three with 20 on the shot clock. Which is ISO himself?
1: Like why? How? How are you? Yeah. Like I just don't understand this type man. of basketball, bro. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like we just got off six games of that yeah. BS, and you're coming against a a, a three time champion doing that same thing, and you think it's gonna work? Like, I, oh, yeah.
0: also real quick, Brandon Clark, big again. I'm a fan. A, a great, I know, like I know, Memphis owner is really, really has really deep pockets, so he's probably gonna pay everybody. But Brandon Clark's gonna make some team really happy when his contract's up. I like, I like him a lot. He's good,
1: man. Right. We we still we haven't fig- we didn't figure him out all year. didn't <laughs> figure right. him out all year, so. Right. No complaints from me. All
0: right. Before we get out of here, let's move on to these games tomorrow. Let's start off. 76ers, Heat, obviously, the big news is Embiid out indefinitely, no timetable, orbital orbital fracture. Um, I was going to pick the Heat in six anyway. I don't see any way the Phillies competitive in this series without Embiid. That's probably the one guy I think they can throw the ball in and, you know, control tempo, keep it close, possibly get banned in foul trouble. But now with him out, At least to the first half of this series.
1: I just, I don't see it, bro. You cannot run from your demons.
0: This is James Harden. You cannot (laughs) run from them.
1: You can't run from your demons, bro. You you have to ball. You have to ball. You have to ball. Like, like, you got to ball, bro. You got to ball. You (laughs) got (laughs) to ball. That's, that's, you're not, like, you can't.
0: We, it all comes back to you starting If you want so to make it, you got to do it. I just think it's less pressure because nobody expects him to win. Right? Go out and cook. <laughs> no no one thinks you can think win. You know, no one thinks you can win now. The other thing is, it's, it's an elite defense, so it's going to be tough regardless. You just got to, you know, go out and play. I think Maxie will play well or, or you know, show up. It's just Miami is really tough to score. You saw me, Trey Young, is an absolute offensive superstar, and they had him, you know, fight for his life for five games. So we'll see, man, but I'm not – I'm. that's probably, I think, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree, that's probably the least competitive of the second-round series, in my opinion, just because Embiid is out. If he comes back second half of the series, again, you know, be himself, they could possibly, you know, extend it, but I just I, – I, I don't see it, man. I, I don't like this matchup. Lastly, Suns, after a tough, tough first round matchup against my Pelicans. Shout out, B.I., you here? Um, man. They got another tough one. Man, so. They got another
1: tough one. How, what's, how what's, he, what's the timetable on Devin Book? He
0: played. Okay. He played. He played the last. He played
1: the last game against the uh, Pelicans. Okay, yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't catch, I didn't catch it. Now he played, he played,
0: hit a hit a big hit a big shot late. So, um, I think this series can really be low key be a six or seven gamer. Oh, yeah. The way Luka controls tempo, this
1: one has Western Conference War written all over. Yeah, there.
0: the way that Dimwitty and Jalen Brunson attack. But I'm really interested to see Mikael versus Luca. I Man, I think that's going to be real fun. You got two guards who like to control tempo. Chris Paul and Luca. I think two great young coaches. not, you know, great coaches. It's gonna be fun, man. Who, who, who do you got? I'm, I'm going with sons and six or seven. Are you gonna call it upset here?
1: It's like the it's just gonna be like a thousand sons and that, man. Ooh, bro. Star power, depth on both teams. Well coached. Man. <laughs> Classic war is on the way. Classic war is on the way. But I'm going to take the higher. It's going to be a war. It's going
0: gonna, it's gonna to be a war. Yeah, I think the thing that um, Jason Kidd and the, other, the players, to be fair, you know, they are on the floor. They don't, they don't die in the non-Luka minutes mm-hmm. like they had before. I think that's really a key against the Suns. Um, they're also a great defensive team on the low. People don't realize Dallas was a great defensive team. I think it's going to be all close games, man. All very yeah, close games. Work, man. Um, only thing I think is another favorable matchup for DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I think I think he should eat. Um, I, I don't love the physicality of the of the Dallas Bigs. I think that could possibly be a, a tipping point. But I also think Dallas has the best player in the series, of course. And I think and I think that matters. So I think we are definitely in for a fun series.
1: Yeah, like I told you with the Suns, man. Like I say with the Suns all year, Ayton Aiden, aims the key. He yeah. dominates. They're unstoppable. If, if, if he plays wishy washy, <laughs> they're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have to claw their way out. And uh, uh, you know, if Aiden dominates this series, they can they can be Dallas in six comfortably. If Aiden goes out, gives you twenty to twenty five a night, dominates the inside, like I keep saying, he does that, they'll win in six comfortably. If he doesn't, if he's not giving you sixteen here and there, <laughs> you know, being soft a little bit here and there, you're gonna be how you're gonna have a war. And uh, based on how he's played so far in his career, he's hit or miss. So I think we're going to have another war on our hands.
0: Man. And on that note, we'll let you know we will be live on Spotify, live on Spotify Live after that game uh, Wednesday night, giving you the breakdown of what we think and also taking questions from you guys. Make sure you follow Addis Kingsborough on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples55 underscore MST. We will see you Wednesday after Maverick Suns. See where we got it right, where we got it wrong. You guys be safe, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.